Now, praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius Adiobi. I have a question here that I'm going to record this time also from the audience that are listening to our our radio broadcast in Africa. This is from a brother, brother, brother Kelly from Nigeria. It's a good day. I've been very moved by the word of my elder brother who told me of the effort you made to give an answer to his Bible question to you, which was very satisfactory with this effort. So it was very satisfactory. Thank you. I will ask you my question as well. If I was a stranger on the street who asked you about the hope that is within you, what will you say? May God give you more grace and wisdom to help many learn, understand, and grow in his world. So the question is, if I was a stranger on the street and asked you about the hope that is within you, what will you say? Well, it's a good question. What is will you say? What is the hope that's within you? Now, this is my answer to Kelly. And I'm just going to read it because it's a series of Bible verses appointed. So I'm going to read the whole thing so that you that listen to me can write the Bible verses down. And if you need to answer this type of question also, what is the hope? How do you how sure you are going to heaven? That's the hope. Also. We are all hoping that Christ is coming and we are accepted by him. Also. Are you sure? A Muslim can ask you that question. You say you are saved. You are sure that Jesus Christ comes, you are going with him today. You are going to heaven. Because the Muslims don't believe, they don't know. My daddy went to Mecca. I asked him, because he was Muslim. Are you sure you, if you die today, you are going? He said, nobody knows. He said, but we know if we are believers. Because the Spirit of God is planted in us, and we have evidence in our hearts. The Spirit also bear witness with our spirit that we are children of the Most High God. Whereas those who don't have the Spirit of God, they are those who are following other religions, like Islam, they don't know. They are hoping that on that day they'll be weighing their sin. No way. Christ said that except a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom. So that is really why this is a good question. You that is a believer, if you don't know these things, are you sure you are committing your life to Christ? Here are some Bible verses that will give you confirmation. The hope that is in us as Christians, we should joyfully tell others, and they are as follows. Number one, my sins are forgiving me in Christ Jesus. First John chapter 2, verse 12, first epistle of John chapter 2, verse 12 says, I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. So that is the first assurance. Say, well, are you believing what the man says that your sins are forgiven you? When you are born again, you know something comes upon you. Something you feel is not just like a I just hope. No, it's an experience when you are born again. It's change in your heart that gives you a peace. A guilt of sin, like a weight of sin, roll away from you that gives you that peace. And you are every man loving Jesus. That is the born again experience. And that is what is Apostle John is saying. I'm writing to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. Number two of the hope is that I already have eternal life. I already have eternal life. Not that I will have it when I die. Eternal life is life of God living with you right now. You living with God, living for God. It's a, it's, a, it's a life. I already have that eternal life. Jesus Christ said it, that this is the life eternal, that we believe in the only living God, that we may know the true living God and Jesus Christ. That's life eternal. You see that in Gospel of John chapter 17, verse 1 to 3. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, how do I know I already have eternal life? Apostle John said, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life. This is continuation of 
The question and answer from a brother Kelly from Nigeria. And uh, he actually just asked a few questions about if I was a stranger on the street who asked you about the hope that is within you, what will you say? And I started replying to that. I actually replied to him by email. And I'm trying to recall this because this is something that uh, many people also may have that same question and they will they will understand the answer I gave and you can also know how to answer people for the hope that is in you. And uh, here I said, Kelly, thank you for your email. The hope that is in us as Christians, we should joyfully tell others as follows. And I said, listen, then one, two, three. Number one, my sins are forgiven me in Christ. That's a hope that is guaranteed. My sins are forgiven me in Christ which the other religions don't have. And First John chapter 2, verse 12 said it, I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. Your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. That is a guaranteed hope. When you have Christ in you and you are born again, you, you automatically, your sins are forgiven you because Christ's blood washes our sins away. Past, present, and future. By believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Anyone believing in me is passed from death unto life. You say, well, yeah, that's why we call it God and believers. We are believing and trusting in the blood, the shed blood of Jesus Christ. That was the shed blood that's, that's, that is for the whole world anyway. But those who don't believe, they have themselves to blame. Like the people following Islam, they are thinking God will go the way they are sin. I asked my daddy who was a, a Muslim before he passed away. When he went, he went to Mecca. He said they have to go to Mecca. And he came back. And I said to... I'm, are you sure that if you die today, you are going to heaven? He said, nobody knows. Everything. Christianity, we know when you are born again, you know because the Spirit of God is disposed in us. And the Spirit of God bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Because a weight of sin is rolled away from us when we are born again. It's an experience. If you guys listen to me, you are a believer, you have not experienced that role of that weight of sin being lifted up from you and a peace of Christ resting in you then you have not experienced the born again that Christ said you must be born again by the spirit of living God. The water baptism is a symbol of it that I have declared publicly that I belong to Jesus. But by the spirit of living God, we are born again from inside, from the spirit. The new spirit is planted into us that make us to now see that the old Adamic nature of sin has been rolled away from us. We are no more in, under the guilt of sin. We are now children of Moses God. That is a guarantee. That's what Apostle John in first epistle of John chapter 2 verse 12 said, I write unto you little children because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. Now the second hope that we have that we must tell other people is that I already have eternal life. You see, I'm going to have eternal life when I die. No, I have, I have already eternal life. That's what the Bible said. What is eternal life? Lord Jesus Christ defined it for us in, in his prayer, John chapter 17, verse 1 to 3. He said, this is eternal life, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou sent. When you know God and you know Jesus Christ, you have eternal life. Apostle John wrote it in first epistle of John chapter 5, verse 13. These things have I written unto you, that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life. We know that we have eternal life because we believe on the name of the Son of God. And that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. And also, the Gospel of John chapter 5, verse 24, Jesus Christ said is that, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word, 
and believeth on him that sent me as everlasting life. Everlasting life, eternal life is nothing. It's nothing also. And shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. That's the words of our Lord Jesus Christ himself. He said, I verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, believe on the Lord God Almighty, you have everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. That's the word of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord said it again in the Gospel of John chapter 6, verse 47. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me has everlasting life. You see, that's why Apostle John in his epistle said, I write unto you that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. So that's a great hope that makes us to be assured of heaven. And the Holy Ghost inside us bear us witness that we are actually children of the Most High God. So remember that if you are listening to me, you are not a believer. You are thinking when you die on that day, God will weigh your sin against your righteousness. You are, you are deceived. Because our all our righteousness are filthy rags before God is what the Bible says in the book of, in the Bible. And if our righteousness are filthy rags, then how can we be saved? That's why Christ came to die for us on the cross. Anyone that believes in him, believe in the shed blood, that it is Jesus Christ is the Lord and that he died for you and rose again for you to justify you, and you give your life to him now from today, then you will be given a new heart, a new spirit. And that's what you call being born again. He gives you a new spirit, a change heart. That we love to do good from that time. So I said, this is the Apostle Paul said it in another place in Titus chapter 3, verse 11, chapter 2. Titus chapter 2 or chapter 3, verse 11. He said, The grace of God that brings salvation, this grace of God that we are talking about, free gift of God, has appeared unto all men that we should deny our godliness and worldliness and live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. In short, when you are born again, you have a passion to do good from that time forward. Because all your former sins will be are already washed away. That is another hope. In number three of, of the hope is that there is the first resurrection and the new Jerusalem for believers. The first resurrection. Those who are dead in Christ. Dead in Christ means they died in loving Christ and believing Christ. Their spirit and soul is in paradise. And there is going to be a first resurrection for believers in Christ Jesus. And the new Jerusalem that God has already built, a city that's coming down at the end of all things, is for believers. John chapter 6, verse 40 said, And this is the will of him that sent me. This is our Lord Jesus Christ saying this. This is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which hear his son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. That's what the Lord Jesus Christ said. He will raise all the believers up at the last day. And he repeated it again. In John chapter 6, verse 44, No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. That's the second time he said it in the Gospel of John chapter 6. And again in chapter 6, verse 54, Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. I was preaching in, uh, in uh, Nigeria many years ago in those days when I was in Nigeria, and I was preaching in the streets. Proclaiming the word of God, proclaiming these Bible verses that this is the way to get to heaven. You must eat the flesh of Jesus Christ and drink the blood of Jesus Christ. There was a Muslim cleric on his mat on, in front of his house, and he was bowing down the way they were doing their worshiping, bowing down to the towards the east, which we believe is they are worshiping the sun. That's what the Bible, Bible says. Anyone bowing towards the east is worshiping the sun, the sun god is a deception. They thought they are worshiping Allah. And he was doing that, he was doing his, uh, his prayer on the mat. Then he heard me talking on the street. 
right in front of his house, proclaiming it, just preaching it with my voice, that anyone that wants to get to heaven must eat the flesh of Jesus Christ and drink the blood. That man stopped on, on his mouth and said, Preacher, come. How do you eat that flesh of the blood of Jesus Christ? How do, you, how do you do that? You see, because they also have read the Bible. They are trying to read the Bible to confirm, to justify their religion. That's what most of those Muslim clerics were doing. I've, I've preached, I've debated with many of them. They were trying to find some clues in the Bible that will justify Muhammad. And there was no clue in the Bible other than that he came as one of the false prophets. Because the Bible said, Jesus Christ said, many false prophets will show, will come. And you know, 600 years later, Muhammad rose up in Mecca. And, we, and I, from my own understanding, Muhammad must have run into some Christians or some Jews. And he got the stories from them. And then he had his own story and make it another religion. Because he was talking the story of Abraham also. And they all believed that they all come from Abraham, even Ishmaelites also. So that is why he turned out to be any, anyone that mixed Jesus Christ with something else or just mentioned Jesus as a prophet and thinks some, some other way, that's a false prophet. Even in this generation, there are some people say they, they say well, they believe Jesus Christ, but they are trying to go through another channel to Jehovah. They call themselves Jehovah Witness, but they try to sidetrack Jesus. They are also false. Another group said that uh, another, another book was given to them by another uh, angel called Moroni. And they consider the Mormons. They are also becoming false. Anything you mix with Jesus, that that's another thing that's going to save you, is false. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father because the Father manifested in the Son, manifested in the human being. God in us. The Bible said, Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. That was the. Letter of Apostle Paul, you go and read the first Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. Great is the mystery of God. God manifested in the flesh. It's God that manifested in the flesh. Let's continue in this uh, our hope that we are talking about in Revelation chapter 20. In Job chapter 6 of this, for who will take my flesh and drink my blood as eternal life, and I will raise him up by the last day. That Muslim place say, How do you do that? And I tell you, it's only by coming to Jesus. He didn't want to come to Jesus. He wanted to keep worshiping his uh, Allah. Well, that's, that's his problem. Revelation chapter 20, verse 4 to 6. Say also, And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given them unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of and which, for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. That's a hope of resurrecting the dead. Christ said, I will resurrect the dead in Christ first. See, but the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection, you see. There will be a first resurrection for the believers to live and reign on this planet for 1,000 years with Christ Jesus. All the other dead will not be raised by that time, whether they are in hell. Or any other place, they will be there still dead until 1,000 years of Christ reign on earth. Then, after that, one thought, say, What happened? He said, It is a blessed and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection. On such, the second death has no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Now, he said, The second death, there is a second death. We are the souls that were in hell will be resurrected into a body that also will never die, but they are going to be thrown into the lake of fire to never die. God planned to 
clean up this planet from all the bones of human beings that are in the, in the, in the, in the, in the dust. That's why he's going to resurrect all the dead. And Jesus Christ said this in his preaching in John chapter 5. He said, the hour cometh when all that are in the griefs shall hear his voice, his voice of Jesus Christ, and shall come forth, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting content. Damnation, that is. And that is what the second death will be. Those who are resurrected after 1,000 years will be judged. After they are judged, many that those that have known their name in the Lamb's Book of Life will be thrown into the lake of fire. And again, in Revelation chapter 21, verse 2, this is our hope, the hope of believers, what we are talking about here. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. That is the New Jerusalem. That's only the saints, the Christian, we live in that city. Another hope, fourth point of our hope in Christ is that in Christ Jesus, I shall live forever. I can even live without dying from now. In Christ Jesus, I shall live forever. And I, shall, I can even live without physical death from now. Only through Christ Jesus. John chapter 6, verse 58. The Lord Jesus was saying, This is that bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. So we have the hope that we shall live forever with Christ Jesus. And even right now, while we are still physically alive, Christ says he's able to keep us alive so that we never die, if we can believe it. So that's a great hope. That's said in John chapter 8, verse 51. The Lord Jesus Christ said it, Verily, verily I say unto you, if a man, that's an individual person now, keep my saying, he shall never see death. That is, we can live and never see physical death right from now, if we can keep the saints of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's one on one now. That's not a general promise. That's one on one. If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. And he also says it again when he came to resurrect, he went to resurrect John, uh, resurrect uh, Lazarus, his, his friend, who was already in the grave for four days. And he was talking to Martha, the sister of Lazarus. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though you are dead, yet shall he live. That's for resurrection. The second part says, And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believe thou this. That woman could understand that. That is, if we can believe that, that he is able to keep us alive and never die, he says he is able to keep us alive. For a thousand years, even if he is coming in a thousand years from now, or 100 years or 200 years, people are dying at the age of 100, at the age of uh, 70, at the age of 80, or even younger. But Christ is able to keep us alive until he comes, if we can believe it. The task to be by your faith and by working with him. The Bible says, Enoch, that's our predecessor, because we all human race that are here right now came through Enoch. And Enoch is still alive, never died. He said, Enoch walked with God and disappeared and was not, but God took him. Because he pleased God. But he said, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So these are the hope that we have. These are Bible verses and the sayings of our Lord Jesus Christ that guarantees our hope. Believing that, believing all these Bible verses, claiming them, claiming them for yourself that, yes, I believe these Bible verses, that, yes, Christ in me, in, with me, I shall live with Christ forever, and you can live and never die. And that I have, if I, if I am not able to claim that, I claim the first resurrection. Those who are dead in Christ will be resurrected first to live forever. And there's a new Jerusalem for believers. And that I already have eternal life. I already have it. Not I we have it later. I am already having eternal life. What's eternal life? It's the life of God. 
those that have his lifestyle that are living with him right now, working with him right now, having trust, you know, trust in his in his word and working with him because we walk with God now. He guides us there as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. He walks with us. Those are working with God right now, talking to him. He's leading us by his Holy Spirit. We are then that are having his life, his lifestyle, his eternal life. And we are the ones that are going to live with him forever in the in the in the new Jerusalem is building for sin. That's why we already have it. And not we are going to have it when we when we get to heaven. No, we already have eternal life when you have Jesus Christ in you. So that's why Jesus Christ said in John chapter 17, go and read it, verse 1, 2, and 3. He said, This is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. So when we know Christ and know God, we have eternal life. And that our sins are forgiven us in Christ Jesus. Apostle John said, I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Think about that and take with you and trust in that word of God and confess it and rejoice in it that your sins are forgiven when you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and that you have eternal life because you have Jesus Christ and that you are partaker of that first generation if you continue in the Lord Jesus Christ to the end and the new Jerusalem if you continue in the Lord Jesus Christ to the end and that you can even live without seeing physical death even now if you believe that promise of God that is able to keep us and live and keep us alive forever. Because he said, we, he said if you keep my sins, that means he will come and teach you what to do. The specialist in life will come and tell you what to do for your own body. If there is uh, some trouble in your physical body and you are working with him, he will come and teach you what to eat, what not to eat. That is he being he is leading us. He said if a man keep my saying, say what he's going to tell you to do for your body to keep alive may be different what he's going to tell this man to do because here you look at everybody's composition just go to the doctor and check your blood they'll tell you that well this is low this is high which means if this is low you need to raise it up by eating this type of vegetables if you this one is high you need to lower this one by raising this type of so that's why what he's going to tell you to do for your own body may be different what he's going to tell me to do for my own body but if a man keep my saying he shall never see death so Christ is able to keep to teach us and lead us and never see death that is his promises. We have to believe it. And walk with him in that same faith. God bless you. Amen.